So I asked the question beginning this off. I asked, what is your favorite thing in this world? What do you own that's very expensive to you, you know? Um, and you went through a lot to get. So you guys kind of talked amongst yourselves. Does anybody want to give an example or share what their person told them? Yes? I would say like something that's so expensive to me is my grades and my GPA because like I'm working so hard, you know, so yeah. Mm. yeah. Uh, that's right. That's right. Yeah. Okay, anybody else? Just shout it out. Yes, go ahead, shout it out. Your family. Amen, amen. Praise God, praise God. That's really cool. Anybody else? Yes, sir. Your friends, yep, praise, praise God for that. Amen. Anybody else? Personality, okay, okay, okay. We'll clap for that, clap for that. Huh? Yes. Yes, things you can buy, people. Things you can buy. Things you can own. Okay? Yes, yes. Snacks? Yep, I got you. Okay. Thank you so much for that. Like, for example, do you guys have any, like, consoles? Yeah, yeah, right? Do you like those? Mm-hmm. You guys out here giving me the, you know? Right? Oh, your favorite thing. You guys out here giving me the church answer. You right? No, oh, my family, my personality, my friends. Huh? I have a nice personality. You know. Oh, you guys don't. Y'all know where that's from? Anyway, all right. Let's bring it back. So, another question. All right. Let me give you a story. Story time. Anybody want story time? Story time. All right. All right. Story time. One, three. One, two, three. Story time. All right. So when I was a kid, which was long, long, long time ago, I, oh, oh, I shimmy, long, long ago, oh, hmm, hmm, when I was a child, I loved playing video games, mm-hmm. I loved playing video games, and back then, the game that was it was a PS2. A PlayStation. Yeah, most of them. Hey. I know they're on the, you guys are on the five now. But the PlayStation 2 revolutionized my world, okay? So PlayStation 2 was on my heart. And then I got that when I was 10 years old. It was all the rage back then. It was the big one, not the thin one. We got the thin PlayStation 2. Y'all don't even know what I'm talking about. I'm going to just keep moving. Y'all know what the Wii is, right? Yeah. All right. Not the new Wii, that old Wii, the white one. Yeah. All right, all right. That's what, yep. When I was a kid, that's what I wanted. I wanted a Wii so badly. It was a time when the Wiis were hard to get. They came out. It was, was picked up by somebody. And this was before botting. This was before botting. People could bot. People could buy things. In droves, like they did with the with the Xboxes, right, and the Playstations. I don't think Playstation Fives are still available, are they? Are they now? Right, they're still not available. They sitting in somebody's house, all of them. But anyway, what I'm trying to say is, I kept calling every single shop to figure out where I could get a, a Nintendo Wii. I would bug my mom over and over and over again. Right? I mean, I eventually got the Wii. It happened, but. 
One day I took my mom to the store at like 4 a.m. I called him and he said, yeah, 4 a.m. Is when, is when we open. He said, hey, 4 a.m. I said, mama, 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 my uncle, my uncle, my uncle, I need to go. I need the Wii. My dad had given me the money for it. Ah, let's go and buy the Wii. I was like 12 or so. And she said, okay, fine. She followed me and we went to do so. And then, oh, I said, I loved video games. I played games aside. Now, this points me to my second question for you guys. Right? So you guys all thought of the things that you so desperately love. Would you give those things away to a friend? No. Oh, not a. Yes, no, no, not exchange. Give. Give. I tell you. No? How do you say gift in chief? I tell you. I tell you. Would you check? No? Oh, why not? Because you, oh, it's for you. Okay. Anybody here that would? Oh, yes, yes, exactly. See, our brother Paul has offered his to me. And I'll explain to you what his mindset is that he has offered his to me. Anybody else? No, it had the, the most dearest thing to your heart, too. I'm not talking about some random thing, but the dearest thing to your heart. Like those threes. When are you going to give those to me? <laughs> she looked at me up and down. She said, I'm five red threes, boy? No, 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 you thought. <laughs> and I said, no, it's not happening. Oh, anyway. So, now that we have that in the back of our minds, I want you guys to journey with me to the word of the Lord in John chapter 12. John chapter 12. And if you guys have your phones with you, feel free to go to the ESV version. That's the one that I've got with me here. Um, good, 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 good. Hey, what are you now? NKJV? Yeah, sit you somewhere. Anyway, that, that one's also nice too. Good, good. You got it. So long as you ain't got the message version. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Whatever version you people will read that will make sense to you, read it. Okay? I just, I'm just glad you're reading the Bible. All right, you guys there? Say amen. If you need more time, say hold up. I heard a few hold-ups. John chapter 12, verses 1 to 8. 1 to 8. Everybody there? Anybody need more time? All right, if you guys are there, will you please stand with me for the reading of God's word? It's been a minute since we stood and read, huh? Y'all know it always goes this way with me. Every word of the Lord is, is, is beautiful and deserving of a standing ovation. Is everybody up? All right, everybody ready? All side conversations put up, put away. We are reading the word of the Lord, guys. Shh. All right, I'm going to read John chapter 12, verses 1 to 8. This is the word of the Lord. Six days before the Passover, Jesus therefore came to Bethany, where Lazarus was, whom Jesus had raised from the dead. So they gave a dinner for him there. Martha served, and Lazarus was one of those reclining with him at table. Mary therefore took a pound of expensive ointment made from pure nard and anointed the feet of Jesus and wiped his feet with her hair. The house was filled with the fragrance of the perfume. But Judas Iscariot, one of his disciples, he who was about to betray him, said, 
Why was this ointment not sold for 300 denarii and given to the poor? He said this, not because he said this not because he cared about the poor, but because he was a thief. And having charge of the money bag, he used to help himself to what was put into it. Jesus said, leave her alone so that she may keep it for the day of my burial. Verse 8. For the poor you will always have with you, but you do not always have me. Beloved, look over to your neighbor and say, neighbor. Neighbor. Oh, neighbor. Oh, neighbor. Did you forget how much that cost? You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Let's pray before. Hmm? The title is Child, Did You Figure Out Moses Cause? All righty. Let us pray, guys. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for another day that you have allowed us to be able to gather before you, Lord God, before your word. And we're praying that you just be with us here. Um, let your Holy Spirit continue filling this room and filling us, Lord, that we not only just take what we learned here for ourselves, for self-edification, but for going out into the world and spreading it to others as well. That God, that today, whatever we learn, that it changes the way that we relate to you, that we increase in, 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 in doing better in, in the ways that we relate to you, dear God. Um, we thank you so much, Lord, for all that you do. We give you all glory, honor, and adorations. In Jesus' mighty name I do pray. Amen. Amen. All righty, friends. So, has anybody ever read that chapter before? John chapter 1 to 8. 12, 1 to 8. Yeah? Anybody? Yeah? Good, good, good. So, let me give you a little bit of context. Because whenever we teach, whenever we talk, whatever we're doing, whatever we're reading from matters a lot, wherever it's coming from, right? So we're going to kind of talk through the who, what, where, when, why, even the how of what we just looked at here. Amen? So the who. A couple people in the scripture that we just looked at that I want you guys to note down. I'm going to explain who they are, what they're doing. All right? And I'll give my gentlemen one last chance before I bring them to the front. Yes, I'm looking at you. Yes, no, you. Mm-hmm, you. Yes, yes, you. Hmm? The topic is called Child, Did You Forget How Much That Cost? Yeah, for real. When I upload it, that's what it's going to be. Did you forget how much that cost? So, here are the key people that I want you guys to write down, okay? Number one, Lazarus. Number two, Martha. Number three. Hey, where's your notebook? Eh? Oh, la- oh, spelling. Oh, okay, Lazarus. L A Z. Okay, the first person I want you guys to write down is Lazarus. L A Z A R U S. Good job, guys. Yes, yes, yes. He's on there too. So then there's Martha. Okay. Don't worry about the spelling so much. Holy Spirit knows your hearts. It's okay. And then there's Mary. Okay. And then there's um, Judas Iscariot. Just write Judas and write carrot. You know how to spell carrot, right? 
Carrot. Ah, yes, Carrot. Huh? After Lazarus, who was Martha? After, okay, let's do this one more time, guys. Lazarus, Martha, Mary, Judas is Carrot. Okay? You guys got it, right? All righty. Now, let's dig into this a bit, guys. Come back with me here, guys. All other side conversations, put them away because I got to give you some more context as to why this matters, why these people are even important in this setting. And this part only makes a lot of sense if you've read about John 11, right? John chapter 11, something happens in John chapter 11. You guys ever heard of Lazarus being raised from the dead? Yes, so that happens John chapter 11. And that scene happens just a little bit, a few days, if, if not even a day, um, before this that we just read here in John chapter 12, okay? So we're going through this whole movie. Let me give you the background on John chapter 11 because we don't have the time to read it all. It's like 44 verses, but I encourage you, write that down. Read all of John chapter 11. It'll be great, edifying to you, wonderful. But let me give you the synopsis of John chapter 11, okay? So Jesus has some homeboys, right? And some home ladies, I guess. His home ladies are Martha and Mary. Like, they're like tight. They're so tight that Lazarus is sick. Lazarus is about to die. And Jesus is in another town at that time, right? And they call people and they say, hey, go to Jesus and tell Jesus, hey, Jesus, you know, the ones who you love, you know, they sick, so come back, right? They didn't even say the person's name, right? So you're supposed to know who that is. That's how close it is. When you have a friend, you describe that person, you don't even need to know their name, right? You know who it is, right? That's how close it is. That's how close they were. So anyway, Jesus is like, no, he's sick. All right, bet. I'm not going to show up. Because I love you guys, I'm not going to show up. That's kind of weird, right? You love somebody. Why wouldn't you show up on time or quickly, right? That's a whole other sermon. We've done that one actually before. Check back in the, in, in, the, in the JY notes. But going back, eventually Jesus goes back to Bethany, where they were. Bethany's this area, close to Jerusalem. And um, when he gets there, Lazarus is dead. So the damage has already been done. So Mary and Martha are so sad. They're so upset. They're like, what is going on here? Jesus, like, you could have raised your homie from the dead. Why didn't you? Instead, you waited and you let him die. Why would you do that? Right? So they were in a position, like, think about what's going on in Martha and Mary's head at that time. So when Jesus gets to Bethany... And then they tell Martha and Mary, hey, Jesus is here, y'all. Two different things happen. Martha decides, all right, I'm going to run to Jesus. Let me go run to Jesus and be like, Jesus, when, you, when she gets here, God, if, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. Right? But Jesus was not there. So Jesus eventually gets there, right? And then Martha says that. Martha runs to Jesus. Mary, though, she's like, hmm. I'm not really feeling you right now. Y'all ever been in that position? You feel like, God, eh, some like, it was, I was looking for you to, you know, make this thing work, right? So Mary was feeling some type of way. Um, and Mary did not immediately go to Jesus, all right? But then, after Martha talked to, 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 to Jesus, Jesus said something really, really important. Um, and we'll eventually get to that part. But I'm going to give you the brief on that on that piece 
Jesus says, go and call Mary for me. Even though Mary is upset with Jesus, Jesus says, go and call her for me. And Mary does an interesting. Mary actually then goes to Jesus and says, Jesus, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. So fast forward, Jesus sees Lazarus and then he raises Lazarus from the dead. Everybody's happy. People come to know Jesus as a result of it. People give glory to God as a result of it. And that was the whole point of that anyway. Right. So that God's glory will be made known. Amen. So you guys now, everybody knows who these four people are, right? Those three people, right? Uh, Judas, everybody know who Judas is? Judas is carrots. I S carrots. Okay. Don't forget that one. So if you guys know all those people, now let's bring it into what we just read. All right. So these are the who of what we just looked at. Now let's take a look at the when. What's going on? What's the scene? I got to set the scene for you guys so that you can really set and put yourselves into what's going on here. You got to, when you're going through scripture, it's so important to see where was this person coming from? What was going on in their mind? Where are they? All those little questions are important. They matter because they kind of help put things into the right light for you, okay? I don't ever want you guys to get into a place where you misinterpret any text, all right? So, the when. This was just six days before Passover. This scene that we're in now. Everybody knows what Passover is. Right? Okay. Good, good, good. So this was just six days before Passover. Um, and it was also during a time when women um, took a lot of pride, a lot of joy in their hair. Okay? When they would grow out their hair really long. And to that, it was considered... Um, to their glory, right? That their hair was really... So when they would go around during, like, walking around in public, most of the time they would cover their hair, right? And definitely when they go into church services, they would cover their hair in that time. We can talk about head coverings and all those things at a different time. That's a different topic, all right? But just to let you know why that's important, right? So that's the when. We all, we all there in the scene now? Any questions? We got the who... You guys understand what we're talking about? You know what the timing that we're looking at, right? Good. Now the what. I think the what is a bit more straightforward that you guys just saw, right? So what happens here? So Mary, just giving you a summary of what we just looked at. Mary pours expensive ointment. Very, very expensive ointment on Jesus. And she wipes Jesus' feet with her hair. Remember what I just told you about hair, right? She takes her hair that is supposed to be her glory. That's supposed to be something that, you know, takes pride and uses that to wipe the feet of Jesus. Mary takes the most expensive thing. This is the same Mary who a few days ago she was beefing with Jesus. Right. And Jesus calls her and she's like, all right, I'm going to run to you. And she obeys. Right. So and also for more context, that ointment that was 300 denarii. Anybody know how much that is? Let's just say it's a lot. It's so much that it's, it's, it's about one person's wages for an entire year. Okay? That's how much that ointment was worth. Remember, Judas only, I, I S Kairos. He only sold Jesus for what? He only betrayed Jesus for how much? About 20 to 30 or so, yeah. All right? That was it. All right. 
So this was very, very important. This is something that meant a lot to Mary. Judas comes in and says, hey, you could have sold this and given this thing to the poor. Why didn't you? Judas didn't care about that. Judas really just wanted to take the money because he, he was the treasurer, right? So if you can sell it for 300, then Judas can come in and grab all the money out, right? And help himself to it. So we talked about the who. We've covered the what. We've covered the where. Oh, no, we haven't covered the where yet. We've covered the when. Thank you. Now let's cover the where. The where is simple. This was happening at a dinner in Bethany. So this event is happening after Lazarus has been raised from what? Amen. This is happening after Lazarus has been raised from the dead. And they're having a dinner in Bethany with all of the apostles around. Now, this, this story, I want you to know that it's very, very important because this story is told two more times, right? In two other gospels, in Mark and in Matthew. Whenever you see a story repeated itself several times, Take note of it, okay? This particular story that we see here. In those other recollections, they talk about one or more apostles. They talk about a different woman. But John says, hey, I'm going to give you the name of who that apostle was. I don't care, right? Then John exposes and says that that person was Judas. And the woman who poured the, the, the ointment was who? none other than Mary of Bethany. Amen? So, in this time, what's going on in Mary's mind? Mary is pretty joyful, right? Because her brother has been raised back from the dead. Right? So, how does Mary respond? Mary responds in this moment in service. Amen? So, the last thing that I want to focus a good amount of our time on then is the why. Right? The why. You guys know that's always my favorite question. Why, 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 why? You know, when you guys ask your parents why? Do they like it when you ask Why? They don't like that, right? Mm-hmm. I feel you. But here we can ask the why in terms of scripture, okay? Any questions so far? You guys tracking with me? Everything making sense? Good, though, because when I finish, you know Uncle Collaborate is going to quiz you. He's taking notes. Uncle Collaborate is taking diligent notes. You will see. So he will quiz each and every single one of you guys. Amen. Everybody okay? Good, good, good. All right, guys, so here's the why. Three points that I want you guys to note here. Why was Mary able to do this? I asked you guys a question earlier about what's your favorite thing? Would you give that away? You said no, absolutely not. But Mary here gave away 300 denarii worth of ointment that she just poured on Jesus. It's not like Mary was out here bawling. If she had the money, she would have probably taken, you know, Lazarus to the hospital, you know, but didn't. But Mary was able to do this for three reasons. One, Mary was able to see Jesus as her ultimate treasure. You know, the Holy Spirit is working though because that is the ultimate point. We'll get there later. We'll get there later. Anyway, so point two, Jesus, Mary was able to see Jesus as her best friend. Jesus as her best friend. And the third one here. Hmm? Eh? Yes, this is the why. Yes. 
So why, why Mary was able to do something like that? One, she was able to see Jesus as the ultimate treasure. Everybody got that one? My boys, I'll ask you. What was the first one? Uh-huh. Why are you looking at somebody's notes? You should have your own notes. Your share. Okay, praise God. When you finish, send to him. Uh-huh. That was the second one. Uh-huh. You got it. And then the third one is that he was able to see Jesus as our ultimate hope. Amen. You guys got all that, right? So, I'll touch on these three points really quickly, and then we'll, we'll, and then we'll keep tracking through, okay? <laughs> Seeing Jesus as your ultimate treasure. Now that I've pointed these three things to you guys, right? Is that, are you asking questions about it? No, you, I'm asking. Yeah, you, I'm asking you. Yes, yes. Are you asking questions about, then what is the conversation? Hmm? Would you like to come and join me here? No? Then stay, stay still, okay? Thank you. So, see Jesus as your ultimate treasure. Seeing Jesus as your best friend. And is Jesus your ultimate hope? I'm asking you guys this question. No need to put your hands up, but just take a minute or two and just reflect on that. Those three things that I said Mary was able to see Jesus as, and that caused her to give Jesus everything. She didn't hold back a single thing. Do you share those views? Is Jesus your ultimate treasure? Is Jesus your best friend? And is he your ultimate hope? I hope you guys have written all of that down and that you take the time today to really reflect on that because this is a matter of your soul. And that is probably the most important thing, more important than this life here. Amen? Alrighty. So, the next thing then that we have is the how. Okay? We are at the how. It's like when I, it's like when I look at you, then you guys start looking away. I don't know why. <laughs> You guys good? You're good? Oh, who, me? Yeah, yeah, it's you. Yes, you. <laughs> hmm, my boys, don't do this to me, yo, okay? I don't come up here often, all right? Give me just a few minutes. We'll be done soon, okay? Ride it out with me. Me? Oh, sure. Give me one second, man. Hi. Yes. What? It's okay. Call me uncle. They call you uncle. And then she said, you're not uncle, you're uncle. I'm uncle. I'll take whatever you guys call me. When I turn 40, then you guys will add an uncle to it. Don't worry about it, okay? How far am I from 40? Eh? 
<laughs> you, you're not fun to you. You guys shouldn't be calling him. Well, they call you uncle out of respect. Uncle. Hmm? Hmm? How old am I? It's not about me, guys. Let's get back to Jesus. All right? Let's bring this story back to Jesus. Because at the end of the day, Jesus was 33. But today, if you add 20, 20. Just add 20. Well, Jesus is eternal. So he's been there forever. Points number four. Number four. What is one number four? The why. We are on the why. Hey, hey, thank you. You see? You see, I'm forgetting. Oh, you see why I don't teach often? Because I get in front of you guys here and you start laughing at me. But praise God. It's all good. Amen. So we're on the how. Now let me explain to you guys the how. The how is that so if you, if, you, if you answered no to any of those other questions that I asked about, is Jesus your best friend? Is Jesus your ultimate hope? Is Jesus your ultimate treasure? Ultimate treasure being that he's better than anything else that you experience in this life. If you've answered no to any of those, then let me share with you the how that Mary was able to do this, okay? So point one on the how. Her heart was in alignment with God. Mary's heart was in alignment with God. Whenever you guys pray, it's always good to tell God all the things that you want. That's the type of relationship we have with him. It's not this like super spiritual Christianity thing. You can actually tell God with you what you want. It's up to him to decide whether he gives that to you or not, right? Um, but one of the biggest things that I hope you guys will always ask when you pray is that your heart be in alignment with God's will for your life. Is that so, so key? Because when it's in alignment, then if things don't even go the way that you expected them to, you still have joy, right? Not being misaligned with him. So another way that Mary was able to do this, she saw things with an eternity mindset. Mary was like, 300 denarii, that's a year's wages of things, right? But I have an opportunity right now to serve Jesus while he's still with us on this earth. So why not give him everything? Because down the road, I'm going to have eternity with him. And that's the most precious thing ever. So having that eternity mindset that all the things that I asked you guys are the most precious thing to you. Back when my PS2, my Nintendo Wii was precious to me. My PS2 doesn't work anymore. Why are you guys laughing at that? That's actually... Oh, that's actually a sore spot for me. Oh. I have to like blow air into it. It still doesn't work. My favorite game was um, Dragon Ball Z, Tenkaichi, Budokai. I heard it's coming back. But I don't know what console it's coming back on. So when you guys figure it out, let me know. And they're bringing all of these. They, they, Budokai Tenkaichi is number four. It's coming back. Look it up. Isaac knows. Mm-hmm. So anyway, that was the game. But it doesn't work anymore. I have one, two, and three. All of them broken. You see? The devil was at work. What? Your Wii? Eh? what? Your Wii. My Wii? Oh, the Wii still works. I think the only game I have on there is the Zelda. Yeah, Zelda, something like that. I had Smash Brothers, huh? Just Dance? I don't have Smash. I don't have Just Dance. 
I had Wii Sports, you know, the little, the real, the first one, the, the OG Wii Sports. The ten, oh, that ten. It, I was on it with the tennis. I was on, yes. Yes, which, which one was I on? Yes, having an eternity mindset. That's it. It's that simple. Huh? Have an eternity, how, how to do it. Have an eternity mindset. So all the things that you guys have here, recognize that it's temporary. My PS2 is messed up. My Wii, I don't even know where it is these days. There was a time when I cared so much about those things and I've come to realize that, eh, it didn't really do anything. It doesn't really satisfy me, right? It wasn't that serious. You know what I'm saying? So the third thing that we're going to talk about quite a bit of how she was able to do this. How those, what those kids were singing over there. Just and obey. The third thing is that she practiced obedience. What was the third thing? No, I was trying to ask these guys. Come on. I almost had them. Huh? The second one. Huh? What was the second one? No, we're we're on the why we're on the how now. Hey, there was there were two before that one though. There was her heart was in alignment with God. And then there was, she saw things with an eternity mindset. Okay, you guys got that down? All right. When we finish it, Uncle Albert is taking notes about, you guys have not noticed. The type of quizzing he's going to quiz you. Mm, you will see. Anyway, so the third one I talked about was that she practiced obedience. This is where we go back to that John chapter 11 that I was talking about. You guys back here with me? I don't see faces. Faces are like down. Hello. Look up here. Look up here. Look up here. After you take your notes. All right. So this is how we go back to the John chapter 11. Because I told you that in John chapter 11. And now let's look, let's look at those verses. Verses 28 to 29. If somebody is there and would like to read that really quickly for us. John chapter 11 verses 28 to 29. It's just two verses. You got there? Okay, go ahead, Mary. Yeah. John 11, verse 28 to 29. Then she returned to Mary. She called Mary aside from the mourners and told her, The teacher is here and wants to see you. So Mary immediately went to him. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much for that. So Mary was sitting somewhere by herself, right? Mary was sitting in the house. Jesus has come to Bethany. Okay, guys, now we're back to that first story I was telling you in John chapter 11. Then Jesus says, call Mary for me. He tells that to Martha. Martha goes to Mary and says, the teacher's calling you. And then finally Mary gets up and runs to Jesus as well. This shows that even though, and this is very, very key, because each and every single one of us experiences this at a point in time in our lives. Even when we feel wronged, even when we've been through certain situations, things didn't go the way that we had asked for, and we feel some type of way, and we don't want to talk to God in that moment, God still has his hand stretched out like this, saying, come to me, come to me, my child. If it was just you and your friend, you guys are beefing, you'd be like, all right, you don't want to talk to me? All right, fine. 
I'll see you when I see you, right? But in this case here, no, no, no. We serve a God who is always reaching his hand out for you, to grab you, even in your disobedience, even in your moment of sulking, in your moment of suffering. So what I love, and I want to give Mary credit, because a lot of times we always, whenever you hear this sermon on John chapter 11 someplace, Mary always gets a bad rap. They say, oh, Martha was good because Martha ran to Jesus. Mary, what did she do instead? She just kind of held back. But no, Mary does a wonderful thing here. Mary, even though she felt some type of way, once God called her, when Jesus called her, she got up and she did what? She went. She obeyed. And for many of us, that's where we are stuck. Because when that type of issue comes up, when that some type of problem comes up, we've gone through something. And Jesus is like, hey, come. We got our hands folded like this. Who, me? <laughs> you guys are laughing because you're like, you think I'm talking about y'all. No. <laughs> but we got our hands folded like this. Right? Mary went to Jesus when Jesus called, even though the situation had not been sorted out yet. In John chapter 11, you guys tracking with me through the timeline, right? Still? John chapter 11, Mary, um, sorry, Lazarus has still not been raised yet. So the issue hasn't been resolved. Mary is still upset. Mary is still dealing with this situation. But even in the midst of being in that situation, Mary still gets up and runs to Jesus and says, okay, I'm going to obey. How many of you guys would do that? That you, when you feel inside type of way and God's calling you and saying, hey, come to me. How many of you guys would do that? Yeah. Oh, thank you. God bless, God, God bless you. Praise God. Right? That when God calls you, would you still obey? Even when the situation hasn't changed. Even when things are still bad. Like I say, if we can be real, like this is, this is where our biggest problem is. The God, God did not come through for many of you when we expected. You wanted a certain grade on a test, but instead you walked out that, that, that mud thinking, ooh, I killed this one, right? And then you are like, no, this thing really killed me, right? And you just bombed the test. And you're like, God, I prayed. Where were you, Lord? I was waiting for you. You know, you're supposed to like, give me the answers, A, B, C, D, and then, oh God, please, let it be A. Let it be A, right? Instead of getting a hundred, you get a ten. Right? But it can be even more serious, right? Maybe some of you guys have lost close friends. Maybe some of you guys have lost loved ones. Maybe some people have passed away in your life. And unfortunately, they didn't get the Lazarus treatment of him being raised from the dead. And because of that, we are in misery. And God came and 
just try to speak to you in your misery and say, hey, come with me. Come to me. And you're like, God, you're the one that caused the disappointment. Why would I come to you? But I promise you and I guarantee you to write this down that if you don't go to Jesus, wherever you do end up going to, it won't last very long. Because you'll try to seek something to medicate yourself, to try to fill the anger that you had, to try to sort out the pain that you experienced. And what you'll realize is that it won't take you very far. You may do that by jumping yourself into relationships that you know you got no business being in. You may do that by starting to drink that you know you got no business doing at your age. Taking certain substances, I know. Those things will not help you. And I'm not saying that when you run to Jesus, he fixes the situation. But what I am saying is that when you run to Jesus, Jesus does a beautiful thing that is so, so, so key. And I learned this just today. And it darn near put me in tears. And I'll be real with you guys, it did put me in tears. Because what I learned is that when you don't get what you want, but you run to Jesus, what he does is that he takes that thing that you want and places it to something else, something better. Amen? Amen. So I need you guys to keep that in your minds. But if you're not running to Jesus, you just want to stay by yourself. That desire is not going to go away. And you're going to try to medicate it with so many things that just isn't good for you. Right? So the last point that I'll leave with you guys, before I reiterate and give you a summary, is the counter argument. Some of you guys may be sitting here thinking, hey, Mary is only over here, you know, wiping Jesus' feet with her hair because Jesus raised Lazarus, right? You guys know what I mean? Okay, good. Whatever was on Mary's heart, she got it. So you can be like, hmm, I haven't gotten what's on my heart. And I bet you if Mary didn't get what's on her heart, she probably wouldn't do it either. But that John eleven twenty eight to 29 certainly says otherwise. It says that even though the situation had not been resolved, Mary still obeyed. So she was still going through the going through when she obeyed, not after. And when God finally moved and did something within her life, she responded, right? Bless you. She responded by doing what? Chapter 12. What did Mary do in chapter 12? Yes. Exactly. So she responded in service, right? She wiped the feet of Jesus with her hair. How do we respond? How do you respond when God finally does come through for you? Are you just like, all right, thanks, God. Bet. See you. I'll come back to you when I need something else. Right? Like, where's that gratitude? Like, when something happens in your life, guys, I need you, I need you, I need you, I need you to take the time. If it was uh, 10 minutes, 
15, 20, but seek deep, dig deep in your heart and, and give a, the biggest thank you that you can ever find to give to God. There are so many different stories in the Bible about people who Jesus healed. They never went back, right? The 10 lepers. You guys know the story? Okay, you know the 10 lepers. How many of them went back to thank Jesus? Be that one leper, okay? The one that goes back and thanks Jesus. Because guarantee you, so long as you're on this earth, we're in this world, other problems will, will what? Will happen. When we are going through things, the last thing every fiber of our being wants to do when we're hurting is speak to Jesus, right? Because of a perceived failure, we perceive, we think that God failed to act. So the hardest thing to do when that's going on is to obey God. But it is in those critical moments that we must not give into the flesh and choose to obey God. Trust and obey. The greatest sacrifice, biggest sacrifice that pleases the Lord is obedience. We talked about this thing before, that obedience is God's love language. Not what you can give, not the money that you can throw, not the time that you can serve. Just obey. And it will take you far, 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 okay? So I'll conclude with this, just reiterating the three points. So I'm going to say the three points from point three and point four one more time and then ask the question. So three, recognize Jesus as your ultimate treasure. Recognize Jesus as your best friend. Recognize Jesus as your ultimate hope. Beloved, we have no greater hope. We have no one better than Jesus. And then four, May your heart, how to do this, may your heart be in alignment with God. See things with an eternity mindset. The things that are in this world that we so desperately want, a day or two from now you may not want. A year or two from now you may not want. What I wanted at 16 is different from what I want at, I thought I was going to say my age. I thought you were going to get me. Mm-mm. Anyway. Anyway. Continue. You. Anyway. And then. Oh. Brent. What's it, 45? I'm 40, 45 there. I'm ready. I'm ready. A whole 45. I'll take it though. 45 is not bad. Hmm? Right? I've done pretty well for 45, right? Like, I look okay for 45. Huh? I'm pushing 80. And for 80. I look okay for 80, right? All right. Praise God. Praise God. I'll get ready to check me into retirement home. Actually, no, I'm going to Ghana because my, my children will not put me in a retirement home. Your parents say that stuff to you? Mm-hmm. And they're going anyways. Because the, the children of today. Anyway, the point four of the how. So I said Jesus being um, pretty much aligning your heart with God. 
seeing things with an eternity mindset and um, practicing obedience. Amen? So I end this by saying, you know, what are you holding on to? Mary was holding the flask. There's a song called Alabaster Box. Alabaster is basically just the box, the flask that it was in, okay? You didn't see the word flask. You didn't see the word alabaster in this version, but if you read the one in Matthew, it's there, okay? Mary was holding that box. That's a song by now, too. So check it out by C.C. Winans. Alabaster box. And she decided she was going to let go of that which was so dear to her. And not just let go of what she had. She also used what was on her, right? Like putting the two biggest things, 300, a year's worth of, of income and your whole hair, just wiping the feet. It turned into mindset in that she knew she was preparing Jesus for burial. We're in this time of Lent, right? And that's what, as we're going through these next couple of weeks, we're going to be discussing. What I've talked about just now, remember the time phase. We are six days, <laughs> we are six days before Passover, okay? Next week, well, next week is what day? No, this is Sunday, oh. Andrew. Eh? It starts with a P, eh? Yes, yes, Palm Sunday. Yes, next week is, is Palm Sunday for us. And then Easter is the following one. So, hmm? What do we wear on Palm Sunday? I actually don't know, Uncle Albert. Has there been something you guys wear in the past for Palm Sunday? Yeah, when I was a child in Ghana, we used to do, we used to bring the branches. So if you find a branch, you can bring it. Please don't go to somebody's neighborhood and grab a branch. Don't steal your neighbor's branches. It's not that serious here. So, what I want to end this with, I'm just asking, I ask what you guys are holding on to. And I want to ask, whatever it is that you're holding on to, after what you've heard today, are you in a position and are you in a place to let that go? And replace that as Jesus, with Jesus as your biggest treasure. If you are, I, I would just ask that, you know, we close our eyes, all eyes closed. You know, perhaps you were, you were really close to God. Then like I've been discussing today, all eyes closed. Why are your eyes open? Close them. So you're not even paying attention to me when I say all eyes closed. Close your eyes. Close your eyes. You know, perhaps you were really close to God, but then something happened. Right? That may have drawn you away. And instead of running to Jesus, you stayed put. If you're in that spot where you stayed put, and you're in a place where you finally want to run back to God, would you be bold enough so to raise your hand? And I'll just pray over us really quickly. Are you ready to be in a spot where you want to give whatever it is that you're holding? away and be in a place where you can experience that fullness of joy that can only come within Christ Jesus thank you so much for your bravery
Is there anyone else? All eyes are closed. Nobody's seeing you. All eyes are closed. Let us pray. Father, thank you so much first for um, these wonderful people here, God, that you have brought before you who have made the decision today, Lord God, that they're tired and they're done with staying put in the house and are ready to run towards you. God, for those people who are just praying and asking, Lord, that you receive them as we know you will, with joy, with gladness. And you tell them, my daughter, my son, welcome home. I have missed you. Dear God, will you reassure them that whatever it is that they experienced, that you took them through it, that you maintained them, that you keep them through each and every single day, that you were still with them. That Lord God, that so long as they have life, we have hope. And then may they trust in you and that hope that you provide, Lord God. And for those of us, Lord God, who have been able to, able to be in a spot where we ran towards you, or maybe holding on to something, Lord God, that we would say that if we compare that thing that we're holding on to to you, it would be on equal par. We wouldn't drop it and embrace you. Just like the rich young ruler, oh God, who couldn't let go of the money that he had to embrace eternity with you. Dear God, I pray today that in everybody's heart, that you do a work in their heart and enable them to be able to drop whatever it is that they're so desperately holding on to that keeps them away from it to more experience the fullness and joy that comes with you, oh God. Lord God, help them to be able to realize that an eternity mindset is, and, and time with you, God, is the most precious thing that they can ever experience in this world. That there's no other joy that is greater than what comes from you, dear God. That the people in our lives, the things that we do, the, the things that we enjoy, cannot bring us the satisfaction, dear God, that is only available in you. So God, I pray that this day, that, that whatever it is that they're holding on to, that they will drop it all at your feet and that they will use them, their bodies as, as a vessel to be able to serve you, God. And that others may come and others may be puzzled and wondering why are they doing such things and then give them an opportunity, dear God, to say that, yes, this is the God whom I serve. Yes, this is the God whom I've given my life to. Yes, this is the God whom I trust in. And this is the God whom I will obey. God, give your children a spirit of obedience. Give your children the peace, the love, the joy that comes only from you. Whatever they may still be facing, allow them to obey in the midst of their difficulty. Allow them to obey in the midst of their tragedy. God, we thank you so much for all that you do. Thank you so much for keeping us. We love you, dear God. We give you all glory, honor, and adoration. It is in your mighty and precious name we do pray. May the saints say, Amen.